The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Cozy Moon Podcast. Don't worry. This is not an official episode. It's just a bonus. I want to talk about the most beautifulest art I've ever made. I made it twice. And it came out different. I'm talking about my kids. I'm talking about the, the way when I was pregnant with my first child... I was trying to close my eyes and really have, like, this visual of what my child was going to look like. And I could imagine what I thought, but who she is, I've never seen her before. You know, there's no child that I've seen that I'm just like, oh, my God, that looks just like Anya. Or she reminds me of Anya. Anya is Anya. And even her name. Her name, I was one of the girls. I was one of the girls who thought, oh, I have my list of baby names. I'm going to pick one from it. Every woman does this. Now, does every woman commit to that list when she is pregnant and she's about to give birth? No. I was one of those women. All the names on my baby list, I did not stick to. I don't even know where my baby list is. But I knew because my name is always mispronounced. It's a little longer. It's rare that I could find it on a nameplate. I knew I wanted my child to have a short name. So I searched and I searched and I searched for something that's easy to say, rolls off the tongue, and will look cute on like a nameplate necklace. And I don't know why I was thinking this, but I was like, I want her to have an A name. And so I was watching Game of Thrones when I was pregnant with her. I I, I had um, bad insomnia, so I barely slept. And the name Anya just popped into my mind. And I said, hmm, that's cute. And so her first name was Anya. Well, it is Anya. <laughs> her second name is a name that three of my friends came up with, um, and I liked it. So it's London. She never uses it. Then her dad gave her Michelle as her third name, and she has my last name because her father didn't like the name of his family or his family, 
and how they um, conducted themselves. So he was like, I don't want her to be a X, Y, and Z. So I was like, okay, she'll be a martial like myself and my mom. Myself, my mom, and Anya are the only marshals in my family. Marshall really goes nowhere because of a situation with my dad, my mom, and his friend in order to hide the fact that he was getting remarried from his wife that he was separated from at the time. Long story. So Marshall is really not a family name. It's just a name my mom had that I ended up having that now Anya has. So it's just the three of us that have Marshall. So that's Anya. And she's so smart. She's witty. She's goofy. She's creative. I think she's a great artist. Um, she's very self... Um, she self um she's not self-centered at all. She's not vain. She's not into like beauty and always looking pretty. That's Ari. Anya, she cares about what people think too much. And I wish she had a little bit more I don't care that I had about what people thought about what I wore, what my hair looked like. Um you know, if people like me, like I never cared um, as a little girl about if people like me. I never cared if you like what I wore. I never cared if you liked what I did. And Anya, she has to get that from like her dad. Like she cares so much about who's her friend and who wants to play with her and what they like and what people say. And it's going to be a long road with Anya as she gets older for her to understand that they don't matter you know now Ari my other piece of art the most beautifulest other piece of art that I've created and I've done a lot of art in my day um art is like one of my favorite subjects art is everything uh she I okay so in my mind I had a visual what Ari was going to look like I knew her hair was going to be curly and pretty in her mind in in her dad's mind it was like I don't know I, she maybe she might have hair like Anya I don't know her dad's hair was really long um before I met him my hair was very long when he met me um I just been cutting my hair for years very thick and I'm just like I don't know what Ari's gonna look like I never thought that I would have a child with light brown hair and when she was little, it's very, very, very light brown. And I always look at her, I'm just like, oh, where did she get this light brown hair from? Because her dad's hair is really dark. My hair is like a dark, dusty brown that people rarely ever see because I'm always dyeing it jet black. Um, but my mom's hair is three different colors. My mom has red hair, gray hair, and like a light brown color. Um, so it's, it's just interesting. And Ari definitely has her dad's eyes, eyebrows. She has his top lip. She has my bottom lip. Ari's nose is like a mixture of, of both of ours. But both of Ari's great-grandparents are biracial. Um, and I want to say Anya's great-grandparents were also biracial but I don't know what ethnicity because 
her dad doesn't know his father's side that well. And so it's just like my kids came out of me, but I feel like both of my kids more so look like their dads. But their personalities are like pieces of me. But Ari is very, very into herself, wants to look like how she wants to look. Um, she's very confident. She's goofy. She's witty. She's determined. She's a bit of a perfectionist. Um, she's needy. She's uh, She can be like a troublemaker, but she can also be like really sweet. Um, both of my children love to hug on people. They're very affectionate, but at the same time, petty. And so I want to talk about my two beautiful, beautifulest pieces of art. Welcome to Cozy Room Podcast. Now, most people say that when you have girls, it's to make sure you stay very in touch with your feelings and your quote-unquote soft life and making sure that you have a best friend for life. And I don't know how correct that is, but I will say out of all of my mother's children, I feel like we're the closest. I'm the only girl um, for my mom. And... Sometimes it's hard to be like your parents' child that they they always make go to. Um, but at the same time, I don't know what it would be like for me to wake up each day and not think about my mom or make sure she has what she needs or um, just be aware of if she's okay. And my brothers do that with ease. Like it's rare that they call my mom Usually they call my mom when they're having a personal issue in their life. Um, I don't know if they make sure they call her on her birthday. I don't know if they make sure they call her on Mother's Day. When she's in town, they're not making it a point to have some time with her. And I'm just like, ooh, like, I hope my kids don't do me like that. But at the same time, I want to be a mom where if life gets rough, they can go, I'm going to go to my mom's house. And I can stay by my mom because she has extra rooms that I can stay in. And let me call my mom because my mom should be able to know. And if she doesn't know, she shouldn't have a resource. Or like I got kicked out of, you know, my place that I was sharing with someone I was dating I'm just going to go stay with my mom for a while. Like, I want to be in a position where my children can depend on me, not in a position where I have to depend on my children. And I think a lot of parents don't really think about that, about how your children don't just need you from like zero to 18 years old and then they're off. You know, they're going to do great in life. They'll never need me again. They'll just call me every once and again to check up on me. No, your kids need you in their 20s. Your kids need you in their 30s. And they need you in their 40s and in their 50s if you're still here. And I say that to say that parents should make it a point not to be a burden to their children, not to be th their child's first child. 
And I think a lot of parents, especially if they have very talented kids who can bring in financial income based on their talent, they tend to lean on their kids too much or lean on their kids uh, to the point of their child loses a parent and gains a child that's of adult age but doesn't know how to maneuver through that because they shouldn't have to. And I don't want to be that for my kids. I would love for my girls to grow up, be able to take care of themselves, have their own lives, have their own place, um, do it the right way, live legally, take care of themselves, know how to protect themselves, financially literate, um, have great savings, have a great group of friends, um, have access to family, and really be comfortable with who they are and not trying to be somebody that they're not. I um, want to travel. Like When my children are able to um, live on their own and take care of themselves, I rarely want to be home. I don't want to be a homebody. Um, when my kids are grown. But I think it's very important for me to not be selfish as they grow because so much can happen to a child that can uh, impact them for the rest of their life and to the point of detriment where they don't go towards certain relationships with people because of what may have happened with them as a child. And I don't want to leave space or spaces for that to happen I'm very mindful of who my children are around. I'm very mindful of um, what I expose them to. My children have never lived in a ghetto, have never lived in a hood, um, never had to deal with like shootouts outside, um, never seen like people take drugs or a crackhead or know what that is. Or it's just like, I'm very big on my children being in an environment where they can truly be kids. I live in a neighborhood where my kids can park their bikes outside and tomorrow is still there. I live in a neighborhood where they have a fenced-in backyard. They have grass. They have trampolines. They have a, a huge dollhouse, thanks to their dad, and I told their dad not to buy it. They have options. They have Play-Doh. They can paint. They can play with Barbies. Um, they can ride their bikes up and down the street. My neighbors are pretty chill. Um, there's no drama in the neighborhood. I don't have drama between me and my friends. Uh, I don't hate their fathers. Um, they don't have to see, you know, issues or hear, you know, issues between me and their dads. It's just like, it's very chill. And I, I wanted that. I wanted my children to have stability. I didn't want my children to leave the house this morning and not sure all day when they're at school if they're going to have something to come home to. I wanted my children to be able to uh, just have a, a sense of home, um, a good sense of family. I wanted my children to be around people that can love them properly, healthy, Um I don't take them around all family or relatives a lot because 
a lot of a lot of my relatives got a lot of self work to do that they're avoiding. Um, but at the same time, I love them. I love my children. I I refuse to have any more. I'm done. I think it's funny that the Lord made sure I had girls and not boys, even though I really wanted boys, but okay. Um, It's exciting to know that I have little people and, you know, when I leave this earth and I'm no longer here, my name will still live on through these little people that would become adults and one day maybe have their own kids and they'll talk about their mom to their kids and those kids will be able to hear me on a podcast I used to have and different recordings and understand you know what my thoughts are and like if I wanted to do an episode now talking to my grandchildren hey (laughs) you know and it's just so crazy how What if I can hear my great-great-grandmother's voice, you know? What if I can know what her thoughts were and what she loved to do? Shouts out to Baylor from BTG for President um, podcast, where he he always says that his podcast is like a time capsule of who he is and, you know, his experiences that his kids' kids' kids can hear and, and have. And I think that's very important. I think for me... You know, growing up, if my great-great-grandma didn't write it down or take a picture and someone took care of that picture or that paper or document so I could read it decades later, I wouldn't I wouldn't know. And the reason why I don't know my great-great-grandparents right now is because there's nothing digital-wise that was recorded. There's nothing physical-wise that I can see that they said something to me or left something that I could reference. And I think it's so important that we, while we're living, still figure out a way to connect with the future. Still figure out a, a way to make it easier for our kids and their kids and when they have kids. And if we don't, we kind of leave the future of us to struggle through what we already did without help and assistance. And having kids is, um, it's, it's, it's beyond luck. It's like, uh, you could have been one of the ones to lose a child before you could give birth to a child. You could have been one of the ones to, have a child with a birth defect or have a stillborn or you could have had a child and not even be able to meet that child or grow with that child because you're a black woman and you died at childbirth. Like there's so, when I think about all the ways women who have children do not get to experience childbirth, um, zero to 12 months, 12 months to five years, five years to 10 years, 10 years to uh, 18, um, age 18, and just really see their child. Oh my God, like I can't imagine what that feels like. 
I can't imagine spending months creating a human being, giving birth to a human being, and ending up with nothing. I cannot imagine going through labor, raising a child till like they're five years old and losing them, or till they're eight and losing them and just always constantly on a daily wondering and living with that grief of my child would have been this age today, or I wonder what my child would have wanted to do, or I'll never be a grandmother because my child was kidnapped or passed away or murdered. And it's just like, sometimes I'm just like, what did I do? What did I do to be able to have, what did I do to be able to have it so good? But at the same time, I can't ask that because what did those women do to not have their child or to have their child and lose their child so young or to give birth to a child have a great partner, have a supportive partner, that child have a great father and them pass away at childbirth. And I think a lot of times when, um, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Neighbor's dogs. I think a lot of times when um, people lose people they need, it's easy to blame who you believe in or what faith you have in a, in a, a leader or who you pray to. But I feel like, why is it that when we're grateful and we're happy, we think who we believe in and when we're upset and we don't understand and we're confused and we're angry and we are experiencing a loss, we get mad and angry at who we believe in. And my thing is like, you can't have faith and fear. You cannot have faith and fear. And in order to have a child and have the a level of melanin that is hated by so many different cultures in America, in this world, period. Because let's face it, if I took myself and my children to other countries outside of America, I'm still going to deal with racism. I'm still going to deal with discrimination. I'm still going to deal with people being prejudiced. I'm still going to deal with underhanded pettiness and hate that is covered up by, oh, I'm just being professional or I'm just being my jo- doing my job. And to raise a brown child, boy or girl, in this world and constantly have to be prepared for what usually happens or um, what could happen or 
you know, grocery shopping or driving and you just so happen to get like, uh, get in a conflict with someone who's racist, get in a conflict with someone who was just out to do something to somebody today. Um, what a lot of parents face in America is sending your child to school on a regular day, just like any other day. And not knowing that this one morning where I didn't say bye or hug them or say I love you and I sent them on the school bus or I dropped them off that I was never going to see them again. Hey sis, if you don't like getting attention at the gym or while running errands, you might want to skip this ad. But if you're like me and love to be asked, where did you get those leggings? Or that hoodie is cute. Where did you get it from? Well, then let me tell you about 1977 Hustle Lane. 1977 Hustle Lane is where fly gear and dope culture live. From your leggings to your tanks and of course to your hoodies, they will always have you feeling and looking your absolute best. So stop what you're doing and go check them out at www.1977hustlelane.com, on Facebook at 1977hustlelane, or on Instagram at 1977hustlelane. I promise you won't regret it. Thank you for listening to Cold Room Podcast. I hope you're enjoying the episode. A great way to support the podcast is to donate to Red Circle. The link is in the bio of this episode. Uh, anything would help. And you can also purchase merch on the Cozy Womb Shop with Teespring or Mama's Cozy Closet. I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. And thank you for giving me great feedback. Now back to the show. All right, guys. Um, I know this is a bonus, but I want to do a new stack of table topic cards. I have the family stack. You could go to tabletopics.com and purchase your own stack of conversation starters uh, with table topics. Use my code SHANBYPODDEN in all caps for 15% off of your order. All right. So the family stack says, what's one thing you've done that you'd like to erase? Um... Ooh, what's one thing I've done that I like to erase? Nothing. Because I feel like my experiences is what helped me become who I am and have the thoughts that help me be a better person for myself and my children. So none needed those experiences. Next card. What's your favorite thing to do at recess? Ooh, I had this on a question on um stereo. My favorite thing to do at recess was foursquare, hand games, um, tag, uh, monkey bars, hula hoop, jump rope, um, or just like walking around the field. Like that was my thing. Now back to the show. And then having to live with that guilt. And that's what a lot of parents here feel like. And then we have a government that's just like, you know what? Absolutely not. We're not going to talk about the NRA. We're not going to talk about tightening up these gun laws. We're not going to talk about making sure people have a psychic evaluation before they are able to buy a firearm we're not going to put the limit on this. It's 
indirectly saying we don't care about your kids that go to public school. We don't care about your kids um, getting an education and being safe. We don't care about the level of education that your child is getting. We don't care if they make it home to you. And a lot of those government people that sit in this room and make these rules and legislation laws and their answer to a lot of it is, my kids don't go to school, they're homeschooled. But understand this, to be a parent and to be in a position to be able to homeschool your child and still bring an income to take care of your family, your home, your bills, and your future by having life insurance and um, having a savings account that you never have to touch, like a real savings. That's another level of living. That's another level of living that I wish I could afford, especially in time. Like, I'm a hands-on woman. I love to create and I love to be really involved in the arts. But let's say if I was homeschooling my kids... Even what I want to do would be limited. So that's like a different set of problems because homeschooling a child is not just, okay, this is what you're doing today. Here, take the work and go. Like they need to be taught. They need to um, learn through practice. And then to have multiple children at different ages and skill set. And maybe one learns faster than one. Maybe one needs more time. Like, Ideally, I wish um, and I hope for, because this, everything is possible, that I'm in a position to still be an involved mom, be reachable, um, see my kids every day, morning, noon, and night, and have someone that can come into my home and homeschool my children as I create and still have that space and, and, you know, fund my life by investing in a property, renting it out or being able to sell it or flip it and being able to balance it all. Like ideally that's what I would want Um, because I don't feel like kids are truly getting the education they need out of public schools. And I don't feel like children are ever going to get the safety they deserve in a public school. And every day I send my child to school that it's a gamble. And they're the most beautifulest pieces of art I own um, in my possession for this time. Because I do not own my children. I help create my children with another human being. Whether that human being is involved or not, it is still my responsibility to make sure they have what they need. I feed them, I clothe them, I love them, I teach them, I um, learn from them every day. I'm in a position where it's my responsibility to know who they are, um, see their pros and their cons, understand their strengths and their weaknesses and not lie to them before they leave my house. Okay, that's another part of parenting is not lying to your children because you want them to have this illusion that there's nothing that they can can improve or should improve or 
they're doing everything excellent. And a lot of our kids are not doing everything excellent. And a lot of our kids do have a lot that they can um, improve and, and perform well. And we need to be the ones to tell them. Because if we sit and have our children in a home and we lie to them about how great they are, there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing they need to improve. They're going to go outside and be super defensive when life tells them, hey, you need to work on this. And a lot of people at work deal with grown adults who are super defensive behind critique, who shut down when you have something different to say from what they thought you were going to say. And that starts with kids being young and we have to be better people when our kids are young and, and, and be able to love them and teach them honestly. And so I say that my children are the most beautiful pieces of art that I have because I didn't know what it was going to be until it was. Um, I knew that they both were going to be girls eventually. Um, in my heart of hearts, I wanted Artie to be a boy very, 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 very bad. Um, I wanted it for me. I wanted it for her dad because her dad doesn't have any biological sons. Um, in his mind, he said he wants more kids, but good luck to him because, no, that's a no for me. I thought I wanted more kids than I had, but I think I'm good at two. Um, I removed my fallopian tube, so I cannot have any more, hold any more, um, grow any more within me. I don't see me going IVF to to have kids with someone if I meet someone down the line. That's why I'm just like, I'm just going to date dads already. Like, if he has one child or two children or more and he does not want any more, hey, nice to meet you. My name is Chantal. What is up? And And that's just how I look at it because when you really take care of children, when you really love them, honor them, get to know them, two is enough, okay? If you do them more than two and all of your children feel loved and cared for and, and, and able to reach you at any time, ooh, you're doing a great job. <laughs> you're doing a great job because to balance me as a Gemini, it's like I am already two people. And then I have two kids with two different personalities that are very needy and talkative and sensitive and... To be a tomboy and become a mother and you have girls. Oh my gosh. Every day is a struggle for me to care about every little thing they cry about and, and, and argue about. And I'm just like, hey, hey. I don't want to yell. I don't want to argue. I don't want to be in a position to have to do something else to get you to understand where I'm coming from. But sometimes... The yelling is necessary. And it doesn't mean I don't love my kids. I still love my kids, but they have to understand that there is a limit that people can take and will allow. And once they understand that, I feel like they'll be better people to most people outside of your household. They'll be better friends. They'll be better partners. A lot of times, as a parent, you can look at your child in their 20s or their 30s and understand that there's something within you 
that you are not working on, which has like this stopping point in all of your relationships, friendships, romantic ships, um, workships. And until you start fixing that and working on that, you'll always leave relationships undone, half full, half empty. And um, the most beautiful is little people I've ever seen. I'm um I'm proud of them loudly. I'm secretly proud of them. You know, Ari will be graduating uh kindergarten uh next month. And it's just it's, it just feels really good to be a mom and really do it well. It's a lot of work, but it's another way for me to be proud of myself that I'm making it work. I'm doing my best and it's 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 showing and I love it and I'm very grateful that one of my children, at least one of my children, has another parent that they can go to, be around, learn from, um, be loved on by. You know, he has family that my child can be loved on by. She feels comfortable in my house. She feels comfortable at his house. I can trust him with her. Um he loves her he adores her at the beginning it was kind of hard but like that's his girl like Ari does not play by her daddy (laughs) and he doesn't play about her and um I really love their relationship um it was just like a very hard frustrating start but looking at them now you wouldn't be able to tell Looking at how we interact now, you want to be able to tell what we've gone through. Um, but it's 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 as good as it's going to be. I don't foresee it being like way better because of our personalities. I just think like this is good and it's good enough for me. I don't know if it's good enough for him. Um, as far as Anya's dad, if if I've I, if I really could have sat with myself and really talked through what I was feeling at the time and talked myself out of dealing with him so Aya could have like a better father, I would have. But where my mind was at that time, I just thought like I needed to escape my emotions and my feelings and I needed to just make something work. Um for my mom. I needed to give her, you know, something to show my time with trying to build a healthy relationship. And I I couldn't I couldn't handle the time I invested with someone and it going to garbage and having to start over to build with a complete stranger again in order to possibly, you know, be together and make life. And I was just like, forget it. Maybe that's not going to happen for me. But creating life, that can be done. And um, I wish I was looking at it from Anya's point of view and saying, hey, mom, can you pick someone who's more responsible, who has a plan, who wants better for themselves? Um, Who wants better for you? Could you pick someone that you feel like will be there for me that I can have and depend on? Because Anya really, 
Anya really needs um, a dad that wants to be around her. She really needs um, someone to love on her the way I love on her, but from a male perspective. She really wants to get to know the male's perspective of what a healthy love is and how men are supposed to be. And I feel so guilty um, watching her not have that. And sometimes she can get that from Ari's dad, but it's different because um, she can see the differences in how he interacts with her versus Ari the time he gets to spend with her versus Ari. And I know it's like super hurtful, but it's it's not his responsibility and I don't throw it on him. You know, if he would like to, that's cool with me, but I don't throw it on him. Um, so I, the, in that aspect, I wish I would have really thought about her. But um, life, decisions, choices. But they they are still the most beautifulest people um, that I've had the opportunity to help create. And I love them. And I just think it's really um, important for us as parents or aunties, uncles, uh, friends of people who have children who need love and they need an example of healthy love to show up as that. And um, I just wanted to share my love for my girls, Anya and Ari. Um we just have like a good, honest relationship, and that's what I wanted to have with my kids. Um, and if you don't have that with your kids, find that and build that and make that because that's what they need. Thank you for listening to Cozy Womb Podcast. You can find more about Cozy Womb Podcast on shambypodden.com. You can check out the Cozy Womb Shop with Teespring. From there, or you can put in the Cozy Room Shop and it will pop up and you can purchase some merch and support the show. Or the most free way to support my show is to share it with another parent or go to Apple, Spotify, or Good Pods and share a thought or comment and rate the show. I appreciate you. Peace. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.